Hello and welcome to Art Witch, the podcast where creativity, magic, and healing align for personal and collective liberation. I'm your host, Zanetta, and welcome. Art Witch aims to provide resources for creative empowerment, helping folks make and share their art and also find their authentic expression. In this podcast, you'll hear from a variety of artists, witches, and healers, as well as experts in various art industries and related fields, all with the intention of helping folks share their art and their unique magic with the world. Hello, everyone, and welcome. It's so wonderful to be back with you all. I hope you had a wonderful lunar cycle and that you were taking it easy. For those who are new to the Art Witch podcast, I just want to give you a big welcome. My name is Zanetta, and I have been doing this podcast since October, and it's been a real joy to make friends through this community interview some of my favorite art witches and just talk about all the things that I feel like, you know, don't really get talked about so much, but they need to. (laughs) So welcome. If you haven't subscribed, please go ahead and click the subscribe button. And if you are a repeat listener and you've been enjoying this podcast and find it helpful in any way, shape, or form, please go ahead and leave a written review or drop a message to me, you know, share it with a friend because all of these ways of supporting the podcast really make a difference. This upcoming year, I'm really planning on actually shifting some of my professional work so that I can devote more time to this podcast. And it's going to be kind of a big part of my income in my life. So it's really helpful. Any way that you can support the podcast really makes a difference. With that said, I want to take a moment before we get into today's tarot reading to welcome our new members of Patreon. Welcome Beth, welcome Amy, welcome Kathy, welcome Gioti, welcome Yara, welcome Rachel, and welcome Jenny and Megan. Thank you all so much for being a part of this community and for supporting this podcast and my artwork and just in general, your presence, because everyone that rolls through the Patreon community, I consider a really important part of this work. I take note of what people are thinking about and what they listen to and the artists that they're checking out and the witches that they like. I think about what are some of the topics that we're struggling with as a community, and this podcast is totally built off of that. I'm not going to deny it. I am a person who's in relationship at all times (laughs) and I love it that way. So it's an honor to be connected with you all. I have some really profound updates about the Patreon community that I'm so, so excited to share with you all. This last lunar cycle was the first gathering of our creative coven. Woo woo. (laughs) 
it was really amazing to practice magic with our Patreon community to do a release ritual in honor of the Scorpio full moon and to do that with a bunch of really cool art witches. It's just a joy, honestly, to do that kind of work. I love practicing magic in community and I can think of no better reason to practice magic than to liberate ourselves and our expression and to uh, stoke our creative fires. So I really think that practicing magic together is such a gift. It wasn't that long ago before that, you know, it wasn't safe to go out and say that you were a witch. It wasn't safe to say, hey, I practice magic and now it's gotten a lot more um, media visibility it's gotten a lot more corporate in many ways but it's also become a lot more of a conversation that you have out in the open and for many of us you know we're out in the world and we're just kind of doing our thing but then to get together is just so beautiful and so healing so I know my ancestors are totally celebrating when we all get together and just cheering us on I feel like there's this sense of joy in owning and claiming what it is that you desire in this world and what it is that you dream of and what means something to you and to move in that direction and I feel like in a lot of ways that's what it means to be a witch so The other piece to practicing with this community that I'm really looking forward to deepening in is to explore more magic as an art, magic as improvisation, magic as creativity and expression, really to explore the artistic ways that we can practice magic much of how I practice magic is actually through improvisation and through my art. And so I love spellcrafting in that way. And I love bringing about transformation and using energy intentionally through my artwork. I mean, obviously that's why I made this podcast about art witches, but doing that in a community is really going to be so, so much fun. And I used to host a lot of things actually in person here in Brooklyn at my apartment. And obviously when the pandemic happened, I was kind of, you know, like everyone else ushered into a different way of exploring community, a different way of connecting with folks. So, I really, really, really love the community that we've created together on Patreon, and it's very exciting to move forward and to explore how we can deepen our magic together and also support each other. It's just a really, really cool group of art witches. So if you would like to join us, Our next ritual, our next spell actually, is this Tuesday on the new moon in Taurus, May 11th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Replays are always available because we have folks who are in um, multiple time zones and stuff like that. So 
what happens is is that I have a whole post about the spell that we're doing, the intentions behind the spell, and all the ingredients that you'll need. And then basically we do the spell together live on Zoom. And then you can always watch the replay, but I guide you through any of the um, any of the spell work, any of the rituals. And this particular spell that we're working is actually so, so awesome. I've been tending this spell for the last two years and it has been really transformative in my life. It's a prosperity spell that is for long-term sustainable growth. Um, if you're following me on Instagram, my handle is at soundartmagic. And if you follow me there, I recently posted this little kind of meme <laughs> that says slow growth is the only growth. And this is a message that my guides often give me, particularly the trees that I'm connected with. And this is like a message that they constantly send to me, beam to me about how there are no shortcuts with how we grow. There isn't really insta success because any kind of rapid growth usually transpires in a, a very intense contraction anyway. And so that kind of rhythm, that steady, deep, grounded growth is really, I think, a hallmark of Taurus season and the energy of like that fixed earth sign. So this is a really beautiful time to do a prosperity spell, to do a spell around um, sustainability, around our artwork and our careers and um, just our general well-being and what we wish for our bodies. It's very much about, you know, our material wealth and what we access. So I'm really excited to share this spell with our community. If you would like to join Creative Coven, I'm going to leave the download link below. And it's the Patreon community. It's just one of many facets of this Patreon community. There are meditations. I have a whole series of teaching people how to meditate on there. There's other meditations for clearing your energy and calling your energy back and connecting to the sun. There's all sorts of videos about different creative mystical topics, which I'll be adding more to in the coming months, especially as summer starts to come in and I have more time to film. But this is the space where I put everything around the podcast that goes deeper, that goes beyond, because we really just start with these topics in this podcast. And while I love every single episode, some of these things deserve time and space to truly be unpacked. So personally, I really, really love to journal around these topics, to pull tarot cards around these topics, to talk with other people about these topics. So our Patreon community has full moon rituals. We have meditations. There are journal prompts. There are going to be more tarot spreads. And also we're going to have some community conversations where we actually talk about the podcast topics and 
just purely have conversations like in community. I really, really love the idea of listening and expressing in real time, real space Mm -hmm. rather than just simply kind of having a post and then people kind of responding to the post. I like that too. But as a sound ritualist, as a sound artist, uh, so much of my work is in listening and I know the power of that medium. I know how it hits the heart in different ways. And so I really want to honor that aspect of my work and my expression and hold space for all of us to actually have conversations together about these topics. So the full listing of what's going to be happening will be out on Tuesday on the Patreon. For those of you who are members, you'll get to see the whole rundown of what this month has to offer. If you want to join, it's a sliding scale community and you can visit the link down below to learn more about it. So without further ado, let's get into this creative tarot reading, this creativity tarot reading. So If you've never listened to this podcast before, this reading is a three-card reading using the tarot system and the spread that I use, which is the positions of the cards and the questions that are associated with each position, is called the door, the lock, and the key. So essentially, the first card is the door. What are we being invited into this lunar cycle for a creative expansion, liberation, and authentic expression? The second card is the lock. What is essentially disrupting our ability to answer that invitation, to step into that invitation? What is blocking our way? Some people might conceptualize this as a creative block or a disruptor of your flow, whatever that is. The third position is the key. It's essentially what is the action, the tangible action or step that we can take to access this invitation because the invitation can be more of a concept or a state of being or a state of awareness around our work or our art or our magic that allows us to evolve essentially but the third card is what are those in real time in the body in the material realm things What are those things that we can do that will essentially support us in kind of, let's just say for now, up-leveling? I'm not a big fan of that word, but it's the only one that's really coming to me right now. So those are the three card positions. And this lunar cycle I pulled a fourth. It was, a let's say, a little bit of a a coda (laughs) to the reading. So it will kind of inform the other cards, but it's not its own position. So for this lunar cycle, May 11th, new moon in Taurus through June 9th, our invitation is the two of autumn, AKA the two of cups. So we're being invited this lunar cycle 
to recognize the temporal energies around our work, to recognize the external and the internal, and to come back to ourselves. (laughs) So when I usually think of the Two of Cups, I usually think about a connection to self, a coming back to one's self. But one of my favorite tarot decks, the Story Medicine Tarot by Jessica Zinchuk, kind of identifies the Two of Cups as I sense my becoming. So there are ideal moments to work on things. There are ideal times when we bloom. There are ideal times when we plant and when we shed. Each one of us has our own rhythms and our own sense of personal seasons around our work. And maybe you've been working for a long time and you know those seasons really well. You can identify them. You know phases of your process, creating or sharing or hanging back and listening. There's so many phases, right, to how we bring our art into the world. And all of that is a deep connection to oneself. And the Two of Cups always reminds me to kind of come back to me. So this is like the larger energy of this lunar cycle. This is, this is the thing that's expansive for us right now. And it makes so much sense with the cards that I'm about to share because there's this moment where you start to recognize the only way that you grow is the way that you grow. So yes, as witches, we can change. Yes, as humans, we can change. But there's also like aspects about ourselves and our ways of doing things that are just they're us. They're inherent to ourselves as individuals. The tree that I work with most often, the tree spirit that I often work with is the sugar maple. And it's a one particular tree in the park that's taught me so many things about life. But one of the most important things that tree has taught me is we bloom when we bloom, basically. There is a time and a place for us to arrive on the scene, so to speak, (laughs) you know, and it's not ever too late and it's not ever too early. It's just right for us. Even when we think we're in periods where we're really stuck or when we think we're really blocked, we're still right on time. And this is a concept that I know a lot of people might feel brings up a lot for you. And I, I'm right there with you. But I've watched this tree, this maple tree, through, let's see, maybe four or five years of growth and decay cycles. And this tree is often the one that its leaves start sprouting like the latest (laughs) it's like the latest tree on the scene all the other trees around it will you know have all sorts of greenery 
And then this tree is just beginning to have like a few little blossoms here and there and flowering. And then eventually, really, really late in the season, it's like arriving. And then the the leaves start to spiral out and unfold. This is really key. Actually, this card, Two of Cups, is called Two of Autumn and it has a maple leaf on it. It's signifying that we have our own innate rhythms that we have to listen to for many, many reasons, for sustainability, to make sure that we don't burn out, to access the things we need when we need them, to just enjoy our artwork and our creativity because sometimes these ideas come and it's like, yeah, that's the thing you want to do. Great. And you can hear those authentic, inspired ideas rather than what's coming next, which is the Knight of Swords, the Son of Spring, aka Daffodil in this deck, the Tarot of Plants. So the second card is our block. This is essentially like the lock. What's preventing us from stepping into this creative invitation, this expansion in the Two of Cups is outdated patterns of reactivity. So the Knight of Swords is often the first individual on the scene, so to speak. It's a rapid energy and a mercurial energy at that constantly shifting, constantly pushing. The daffodil, that energy is like one of the earliest flowers that blooms in the season, at least here in the uh, Northeast. So we see this figure who's coming up right up and is early. And with that kind of energy, we can spread ourselves really thin. That fast movement can destabilize our ability to make longer lasting changes. And it can really mess with our sense of short-term, mid-term, and long-term concentric circles of time. So that if you're operating from that space of the Knight of Swords, you might be queuing into the faster moving energies of the day, like the soup du jour, (laughs) but not really thinking about like the seasonal menu. (laughs) Wow. I actually really, really, really like that analogy. (laughs) Both of these cards have this transitional energy, right? We're talking about the two of autumn and the sun of spring, spring and autumn. For those of us who experience a spring, an autumn, a winter, and a summer, spring and autumn are transitional seasons. But the spring energy, the knight of swords energy is like a quickening, right? This is like, okay, what can I do? Where can I be? How can I activate? But the two of autumn has a certain steadiness to that transition. Autumn is a very, let's say it has a very landmark quality in its nostalgic energy, especially for those of us who have back to school in the fall and stuff like that. 
there's this quality that you can almost anchor into the steadiness of coming back to fall. So while change is ever present and transition is key here, we're feeling a different relationship to time that feels really important in this reading because our creative expansion and that invitation of the two of cups is asking us to connect to our personal sense of rhythm, our intuition, our sense of personal truth, and to move from that space rather than kind of the reactivity of the Knight of Swords. The Knight of Swords is often the earliest figure on the scene. And there's this kind of risk that happens with the Knight of Swords of repeating patterns over and over and over again, so that you think you're going and changing, but you're actually just kind of playing in to maybe your relationship with stimuli, your reactive relationship with stimuli, so that the external stimuli is really shaping you rather than you shaping your reality. Now, I know this is getting into kind of a heady place here, (laughs) but bear with me for a moment. Say the Knight of Swords is like, okay, what can I do more of? Where can I be? How can I get there? How can I activate? Instead of where can you grow new things, ask yourself, what can you release? What can you let go of? What can you allow to crumble and be composted? So the third card the actionable step that we can take in this lunar cycle is the tower. If we think about it, growing is really shedding. Growing is decay. I know it's easy to see our creative expansion as additive, that we must do more and more and more, that we must do new things and better things. And the questions that are rolling through us are, what can we do more? How can we have more? How can we be more? There's a sense of moreness to everything. And that's kind of problematic, right? Because it spreads our energy really thin. It doesn't allow us to build sustainably. And it actually causes a lot of instability. So much so that if we're constantly moving around to all these different things and trying to do all these different things, then we're not able to put down roots in any particular area long enough to get traction, to let things grow and to trust that growth process. So this sense of time and this sense of growth and this sense of decay are big themes in this lunar cycle. It makes a lot of sense too, because we're actually in Taurus season and Taurus is connected to Scorpio. So whereas Taurus might have this energy of growth and stability and Scorpio might have this sense of release and shedding and transformation, they are connected. The Tower card reminds us that in order to build anything, 
something had to be broken down. Something has to decay in order for something to grow. Consider every dream, every idea, every innovation, every piece of art is created on something that died. Everything, quite literally, everything that we create is as a result of some sort of destruction. And that can be really heavy, but it's something that we're being asked to really meditate with this lunar cycle. Because what that's doing is it's re-steering the ship. (laughs) It's helping us come back to ourselves. And I'm going to plug this into another aspect of what we've been working with. The tower card is also connected to the collective crumbling that has been going on during the pandemic. No one can walk away from this experience of the pandemic without being changed, without experiencing some sort of shift, some sort of loss. And many of us as artists have experienced complete breakdowns of the systems that we were plugged into. Breakdowns of performing arts and all the venues and all the nonprofits that we worked with and all the festivals that we played or all the places that we exhibited our art or that we were going to be artist residents at or that grants we were going to apply to. The whole landscape of the creative world got flipped. And those collective energies are coming through as a reminder in this cycle that we are always releasing something and that the collective energies around us have actually been doing the heavy work of releasing on our behalf in very important ways. The systems that crumbled are the ones that aren't sustainable. Many of us are coming back to values, and maybe even for the first time, coming back to what really, really matters to us. Did it really matter to go and play at that place? Did it really matter to go on this certain trajectory with your career and, you know, do X, Y, and Z? Did it really matter to try to get that one fellowship or something? I'm not saying that it doesn't matter. But we're each being afforded an opportunity to come back to personal truth in the Two of Cups. Personal rhythm and personal truth about what really matters to us. And we're being asked to kind of put our resources where our values lie. If you really believe in collective change, if you really want to see systemic oppression be dismantled, then we recognize this crumbling is essential, right? And we recognize on a personal level, on an individual level, that we have to address what we can let go of, what we can let fade, what we can let release. So this lunar cycle... I don't want to put too much pressure here, but it's actually a little bit 
of an experimental test phase for us. We just passed the one-year mark of the quarantine, and there's this imminent sense of impersonness that's just on the horizon. <laughs> and rather than externalizing, which can so easily happen with the Knight of Swords, just totally being whipped around where the wind blows. There's a reminder here to not abandon ourselves, to hold ourselves closer and listen in more deeply, and to not plug back into what happened before. So things got cleared away, and now we have this opportunity to build in this lunar cycle from a place of knowing ourselves, two of cups. How can we hold space for ourselves? How can we listen even more to ourselves before reacting? Holding space looks really different for each one of us. I'm not going to get into the limitless ways that that can look, but it can be at times a really gentle kind of experience. Just being kind to yourself, just being very caring and and giving yourself space. But it can also look like doing something that intimidates you, but doing it in your own rhythm and pace. So the tower came through this reading, reminding us of the collective energies that have been crumbling and helping us crumble and release things already. And also cueing us back into that Scorpio full moon where we may have done some release work, where there may have been reminders to really, really shed. That was just the last full moon. And now we're in Taurus season, which is that sense of every seed that sprouts is built on something that has passed away. So we're meditating this lunar cycle with the creation-destruction relationship. We're recognizing what needs to be released so that we can be more and more whole. What needs to be let go of so that we can feel our full selves. That's so counter to what we have been taught about how we activate in our work. And I know that there's this kind of drive happening as in-person opportunities are being suggested and being presented. Oh yes, okay, I need to go and apply for this thing. I need to do this. I need to do that. Yes, you could. And there is no shade for any of that. You have to listen and center your own intuition through this process. That is for sure the two of cups right there. And in this collective reading, there is this call to release to come back to your personal truth so one of my favorite witches sarah faith goddess Diener, says magic loves a void and while the knight of swords has a desire to fill up that space to do anything and to be everywhere there's not a lot of awareness around that necessarily and we can quickly overshoot our boundaries and kind of expel too much energy and actually burn out before we've arrived for the things that really matter to us. 
So time frame is also really key in this reading during this lunar cycle. With the cups, I tend to think of cups as months and to cue into months. And with the swords, I think of days. So I have my own system of time. Some people follow it, some people don't. I've gotten it from other tarot readers and witches. But I think of cups as generally being months. And so we have this major arcana card of the tower, which is like pretty long energy, right? Long arcs of energy, sometimes beyond our lifetime, sometimes past lifetimes, beyond generations. We have this energy. Then we have the months and then we have days. So maybe you feel the energy of a particular day and you're making choices based off that. But actually, you want to be looking at kind of a little zoomed out picture and just be checking out maybe the season, you know, next couple months or something. Give yourself a little bit more lead time, a little bit more runway than you think you need during this lunar cycle. If that's going to feel helpful and kind, do that. Because those really, really sharp shifts, those, you know, jackknife turns are followed often by some pretty serious contraction. So give yourself an opportunity to cue into your own rhythm, blossom in your own time, arrive when you are supposed to arrive, not when opportunities are necessarily being presented to you. Not necessarily when things are just kind of whipping past you. And granted, you may find something that helps, you know, something that seems interesting. Obviously, we all have to make our own decisions. But chances are, if you're listening to this reading, I do believe that you get the messages when you need them. So if you have found your way to this space, there is a strong likelihood that Your rhythm is something that needs to be honored at this time. And whatever external rhythms you're experiencing, just be aware that some of that may not be in service of your own unfolding. Consider how there are a myriad of plants and trees that are, yes, essentially blossoming in the spring but some of them are earlier in the season some of them are later in the season some of them are a little slower overall some of them are you know they bloom within just a matter of days and then are gone in a matter of days and shed everything so knowing your own rhythm coming back to yourself this all feels pretty important during this lunar cycle, especially with the opportunities that are going to be presented to us, what kind of activations and things are coming up. So to recap, we have our creative expansion invitation. Essentially the door that we're going to walk through this lunar cycle is the two of cups, aka the two of autumn, 
which has a maple tree. For the second card, what's our blocks in answering this invitation? What is keeping us from being able to answer this invitation? This is the sun of spring, the knight of swords, daffodil. For what we are supposed to do with our actionable steps, what actionable steps can we take? We have key number 16, the tower, which is Penny Royal. So I pulled one last card for this reading because I love the Brian Eno Oblique Strategies deck. It's one of my favorite decks that I own. I use it often when I just am kind of, you know, working on a project and I just want like an idea and I'm feeling like a little nudge (laughs) and the card that came forward around the tower was simple subtraction so I interpret this as what needs to be less in order for us to feel more in ourselves in our art and in our magic so I hope that this reading supports you. I hope that whatever intuitive hits and downloads that you received during this reading continue to blossom in greater clarity over this lunar cycle. If you work with the moon and you feel that you really want to do some release work, I highly recommend checking out the waning cycle of the lunar cycle to work with the moon after the full moon you know the last quarter or the dark moon phase and to do a ritual or a spell or some sort of shedding process for yourself or energetic clearing that calls to you and I love this deck because it has all these plants it's got like pennyroyal and daffodil and maple so if any of those spirits and those energies and entities feel helpful or calling you in any particular way you know ask for their guidance ask if they'd be willing to work with you and see how they show up in your life and in your dreams So with all of that, I hope to practice magic with you all on Tuesday or on the full moon coming up in the next cycle. It's going to be really, really wonderful. I'm so, so, so excited. And if you want to join me in practicing magic, if you want to learn more about practicing magic, especially art witchery, (laughs) then please Go ahead, check out the Patreon down below and join our newsletter, you know, that kind of thing. And I will have the new moon newsletter out this lunar cycle. And also, if you're interested in tarot readings for your creativity, for your creative liberation, and you want to work with me one-on-one, my book's are going to open probably in June 
The last time they were open, I think it was maybe the end of March, April. They don't open all the time necessarily. But if you would like to be on the list, the early bird list, to be notified 24 hours in advance about when my schedule opens for readings, then go ahead, look at the description bar down below, and I will leave a link for the early bird list. And you can go ahead and get on that list and you'll be notified. Last time things kind of closed up pretty fast. So just letting you know that that's the way that people are generally able to book with me. So I am so excited to practice with you all on Tuesday. I hope you have a beautiful lunar cycle and take care. If you enjoyed today's episode of Art Witch, please consider subscribing or writing a review. Each and every little bit helps spread the word to more and more people.